Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. When you reinvent the wheel, you are asking people to create new routines and new habits, and that is a hard job. Dayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is spare us your brilliance. Yes, spare us your brilliance. Use your brilliance, but you're going to still spare us your brilliance. I'll explain what I mean by that momentarily. First of all, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day for free. A message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. If that sounds like your cup of tea, all you got to do is text me at my number so that every day when I send that message out, you will be on the receiving end of it. My number is 305-384-6894. Text me right now so you don't forget. So you'll be on my list and you'll get the daily motivation every day when it is sent out. Now, this topic here today, spare us your brilliance. There's a story of, I'll tell you where this comes from, okay? Because you being brilliant is not a thing that you should completely hide, but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. This is something that I've mentioned in the past and I will continue to mention moving forward. There's a story that will help illustrate the point. There was a ruler back in the days who needed a battering ram because he and his army were about to lay siege to a neighboring town, a rival town. So the ruler sent a couple of his soldiers to the architect in town and told the architect, I need you to build me a battering ram. And he told him what size he wanted the ram to be and all this stuff. So he's basically sending orders to the architect to go build this ram. An architect, when the soldier showed up and told the architect what the king wanted, the architect, knowing that the king wanted a certain size to breach the walls, he knew, the architect knew, that a smaller ram actually would move faster. It would create more force and would actually do the job better than the bigger sized ram that the king had asked for. So this is what the architect did. He told the soldiers when they showed up, hey, hey, if I send you the smaller ram, it would actually be a better idea because it would do the job better. He explained it the same way that I just explained it. 
the soldiers responded to the architect that, listen, our king, we know our king. Now we know how this guy is. He's not a guy that you want to argue with. You don't want to get into debate with this guy. And besides, he is you know, the king. So you aren't going to win. Even if you, quote unquote, win an argument with him, you're actually going to lose because he's going to do something to you. So you probably shouldn't argue with him. Just give him the one that he wants, even though you're right. Just give him the one that he wants. All right. And they finally convinced the architect that he should simply send the same ram that the king asked for, even though the architect knew it would probably not be as effective as the one that the architect suggested. So the soldiers left with an assurance from the architect that the architect would do what he had been asked to do. But the architect later on, as he thought about it more, he decided that it would make no sense for him to send a worse performing tool. And being that he was the architect and expert anyway, he instead sent the smaller ram, the one that he suggested, even though he had agreed with the soldiers that he was going to send the bigger one. When the king finally received this smaller ram, which was the wrong size, he was furious. The first thing he did was call on his soldiers, the guys he sent to do the job. He said, hey, I told you to get this kind of ram. Why did I get this kind? And he demanded the soldiers explain to him. And the soldiers responded to the king and said, hey, we told this guy, the architect, what the deal was. We told him to send the size that you wanted. And he agreed that he was going to send the right size, even though he had argued with us that he knew better than us and that he should send a different size. So after they explained that to the king, the architect was summoned by the king. They went and got this architect and brought him to the king. And there, here's what the architect did. He did the same thing he had done to the soldiers. He continually made all his points and he was drawing diagrams and explaining science and physics that and explained that he was the expert in this space, that he knew that the smaller round would perform the job better, that he's the one that should be listened to on all matters when it came to you know, creating force with an object. The king sat there and let this guy do all his explaining. And then after the architect got done explaining, guess what the king did? He had the architect beaten to death. The point of today's topic is you have to have the wisdom to understand when to exert your expertise and pull rank with your knowledge and brilliance, and also when to fall back and simply follow instructions. And there is a time for each. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is spare us your brilliance. Number one, when you are working with a client, meaning a person who has paid you to help them achieve a certain outcome or for you to perform a certain job, guess what your job is when you're working with a client? Any of you who does client work, you know what your job is? Your job is to give the client what they want. There's no metaphor behind it. Your job is to give the client what they want. Guess why? Because that's what the client's paying you for. That's your job. Give them what they want. So this architect, when the king said, give me a battering ram that's this size, guess what the architect's job was? Give the king the battering ram that he asked for. That's it. Do not convince them that they want something other than what they want. Never try to convince somebody that they want something different than what they actually want. That's stupid. That's not ignorant. It's stupid. I mean, because you know better, because I just told you. While getting people what they want may require you mixing in a little bit of what they need. In the end, your client should understand. They should believe that they got 100% of what they originally wanted and what they showed up for. Even if you had to mix in a little bit of stuff that they didn't know they wanted or needed, they should still believe when the job is done that they got what they wanted. Because if they don't feel like they got what they wanted, well, first of all, they're going to be disappointed. Secondly, though, they will not give you any referrals. And third, they probably won't work with you again. You don't want any of those outcomes. One thing human beings are really bad at is changing minds. We're bad at changing our own minds once we have decided on something. Once we decide we believe something, we ain't changing our minds. And we're bad at changing other people's minds. We're even worse at that. Now, any of you ever changed another person's mind? 
I don't think so. Most of you have probably never achieved that in life. And actually, I did an episode of my show on this exact topic. So let me tell you what that episode is, just in case any of you want to listen to it so you can make sure you don't put yourself in this position. Episode 1669, you are not in the business of changing minds. Don't ever try to change another person's mind. It's not going to work. All you're going to do is annoy that person and exasperate yourself trying to prove a point, which you will fail to prove. All right. Trying to get other people to change their minds is a bad life strategy. Even if you think you are a great speaker and a great convincer of human beings, all right, you still won't. You will still fail. You are better off giving people what they want, even if it means, again, you got to mix in a little bit of what they need in order to appease them. You catch more flies with honey than you catch with salt, as the saying goes. And understand something. I will grant this to you, that sometimes clients are stupid, unimaginative, boring, and stuck in the past. All right, you will deal, you do enough client work, you're going to deal with some clients who are all of those things. Some of them are a combination of multiple of those things. But if your goal is the result of satisfying your clients and actually, you know, making money, then you should roll with their stupidity, lack of imagination, boringness, and the fact that they are stuck in the past. Why? Because this gives you a positive review. It gives money deposited into your account. So the question actually becomes, what business are you in? Are you in the proving your point business or are you in the outcomes business? In other words, the results-based business that we talked about in episode number 1443. Are you in a results-based business or are you in a proving your point-based business? And you will have to choose. Because if you're in a results-based business, then you should give the people that you're working with the results that they want, not the results you want, the results they want, because that gets you the positive result that they're after. And when you help other people get what they want, guess what you get? Everything you want. Point number two, today's topic, once again, spare us your brilliance. Number two, reinventing the wheel is generally a bad idea. When you are stepping into a new marketplace, it is a good thing when you notice that there are already competitors present. So I'm going to make sure you understand it. Let me reverse that and reverse engineer that point. It's a good thing when you step into a new marketplace and there are other people already there that are going to be your competition. That's good news. That's not bad news. It's good news when there's competition because the presence of competition means something. It means that there are already people, consumers who are interested in this thing. And it means they're already spending money on it. So because of this, You don't need to educate the market on why they need what you're offering. Clearly, they already understand they need it because look at all these competitors who are already offering it and making money doing it. All you need to do is educate some of these people on why they need to get it from you instead of getting it from whoever they've been getting it to up until this point. That's a good thing. For example, uh, one of the things that I do in my business is I work as a coach. For the most part, most of the people who I coach are not being coached for the first time when they work with me. Most of the people I work with have been coached before. They came to me. And that's actually a good thing. Why? Because I don't need to convince them the value of coaching. They already understand the value of coaching. What they're looking for is who's going to be the coach, not if they want to coach, but who's going to do it. I'd rather work with someone who already understands that than have to educate somebody on why they actually need it. I actually did an episode on my show just recently on why you need a coach, episode 2251. So maybe that will educate some of you and open some of your minds as to why you need a coach if you've never had one before. But honestly, Most of you who are not into doing things like that, getting a coach, you're not going to get one, regardless of what I say. And I think I'm a pretty good orator. I think I'm a pretty good convincer. I didn't make that to convince you. I really didn't. I made it just to make sure that I'm on the record, just in case 
because there are a few people who will eventually, you know, change their minds on things. There's some people in life who do change their minds and open their minds to certain things. But most people that you heard me say this before, they become a certain person by their young adulthood and they pretty much stay the same until they die. That's it. That's the truth. I know this to be true. Even people who are fans of mine and they consumers of my stuff are going to be the same person their entire lives. And some of you have the potential to change. Actually, everybody has a potential to change. Some of you have the capacity to change. Many people ain't changing. I know this to be true. So I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel by changing a person's mind. I'm trying to find the people who already are thinking the way that I need them to be thinking. I just need them to think that whatever it is that they want, they should get it from me. That's it. That's my business model. So you just need to educate them on why they need to work with you instead of working with whoever they've been working with, not educate them on why they need to actually get into the space that they're not in right now. That's a lot harder to do. Not impossible, but harder. Reinventing the wheel is that, the harder thing. Creating a brand new idea and thus a brand new marketplace, even in the mind of one individual consumer, is a challenge because now you have to teach people why they even need the thing, let alone do they need it from you, because they weren't even involved in it before you came around. So this might sound like a great idea, right? To step into a space where nothing is happening and create something. And, and listen, it actually very well may be a great opportunity, but it's much more of an uphill battle than it looks like from the outside looking in. Why? Because human beings are creatures of habit and human beings are generally, as habitual creatures, we are stuck in our habits of routine, all of us. When you reinvent the wheel, you are asking people to create new routines and new habits. And that is a hard job. If you want to sign up for it, fine. Just understand what you're signing up for. It's going to be 10 times harder than you think it is. Point number three. Today's topic again is spare us your brilliance. Number three, save your creativity from when you are the client and you're the one calling the shots. See, when you're doing client work, you're not really calling the shots. The person who hired you, they tell you what they want and your job is just help them get it. That's what they came to you for. And that's all you should do. Sometimes people want the same thing that they've gotten before. They just want a different version of the same thing. A lot of people want that because, again, human beings are creatures of habit. People don't change as much as we like to think we change. We don't really change that much. Most people, remember this, most people are unimaginative, not very creative, and they are married to their habits of thought. Don't try to change it. Let me say it again. Most human beings are unimaginative. So do not try to poke their imaginations because most people don't have any. Most people are not very creative. So if you have some creative thing that's completely outside of the box of what they're used to, most people will reject it simply because they don't understand it and they don't want to try to understand it. And most people are married to their habits of thought. In other words, the way that they were thinking before they met you, they're going to keep thinking that way even after you're gone. And if you try to change that, all they're going to do is reject you faster. So if you want to work with most people, what you need to do is work within the confines of these truths about human beings. They have no imagination. They are not creative and they are stuck in their ways. If you can work within that, then you can make things work. And all of us can work within that because we do it every day with whoever we work with. So your job is not to, again, try to create a brand new space for people necessarily. I mean, you can try that if you want. But again, understand this, that's an uphill battle. Go find a space that already is in agreement with what you're doing and then just get in where you fit in in that space. See where you can find some space for yourself. Carve out some space for yourself. That's it. That's all you got to do. Trying to change people's habits is a very expensive vocation, expensive in time, money, attention, energy, and focus. And you might go broke doing it and still not succeed. If you want to be creative, you do work under your own name all right, and do it for yourself. So you want to be creative, get on YouTube or TikTok and be as creative as you want to be. Do whatever you want. If and when your thing gets established as an accepted thing, then you can start giving it out to other people because they'll start coming to you and asking for it. All right? This is how you get followers on social media. 
you're creatively doing your thing. People come watch you because they're interested in doing it. That's where you can give us your brilliance and your creativity. But when you're working for other people and they want something from you, just give them what they ask for and they will be happy with you for giving them what they ask for. Mix in a little bit of what they need to make sure you are helping them get better, but you don't have to broadcast it. All right, just give them what they ask for. They feel like you gave them what they asked for. They'll be satisfied. They'll be happy. They'll be repeat customers or give you referrals and everybody can live happily ever after. All right, you don't want to be the architect trying to prove a point and losing your life in the process. So let's recap today's class, which is spare us your brilliance. Topic here today is really about having the wisdom to understand when to exert your expertise and when to fall back and simply follow instructions. Point number one, and this applies to entrepreneurs as well. All right, following instructions for everybody. Number one, when you're working with a client, your job is to give the client what they want because that's what they're paying you for. Uh, they're paying you to give them what they want. Let them tell you what they want. Ask them. Ask a bunch of questions so they tell you exactly what they want. Then get that to them. All right, if you can give them exactly what they said they want, they can never complain. They can never say that you were wrong because you gave them exactly what they said they wanted. If you don't give them what they want, you are the one at fault. All right, period. And there is no caveat to this. All right, sometimes clients are stupid, unimaginative, boring, and stuck in the past. So what? All right, they also are the ones who are writing your check. So what business are you in? Proving a point business or to get in the check business? Number two. Reinventing the wheel is generally a bad idea. When you're stepping into a marketplace, it's a good thing when you already have competition because that means there is a market of consumers, meaning spenders, and it means they already understand the value of the thing that's being offered. Your job is just to figure out how do you get them to get that thing that they already like from you. That's it. That's all you're trying to get them to do. You're not trying to do anything different. Reinventing the wheel is when you're trying to create a brand new marketplace, which is possible, but it's expensive, it's hard, and it is not guaranteed. Number three, save your creativity from when you are the client and you're the one calling the shots. Remembering that most people are unimaginative, not creative, and they're married to their habits of thought. When you try to change people's minds, you will incur heavy expenses and you still may lose. If you want to be creative, get on YouTube, TikTok, you know, put your stuff out there, be as creative as you want and let your followers let you know they're interested in it. That's where you can show us all your brilliance. Otherwise, play the game. All that said, text me to get the daily motivation for free straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And you're ready to get into the work on your game system. This is where I took all the tools and skills and assets that I learned as a pro athlete. And I codified the system to how you can apply these strategies, this process to your business and your everyday life. And you don't have to lift a single weight in order to do it. You don't have to make any baskets. You don't have to score any goals. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and you can get started in the program, get coached directly by me and apply the system to your life. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.